So they need to come to your order page and they need to see something that says luxury or uh, premier or gold. You can use whatever verbiage you want, but they come in and they don't say, I just got this $7 million listing. I need 325 photos. Right. <laughs> and, and, okay, so I'm being a little a little goofy with my example, but they just don't. So the number of photos for me and our clients does not work. They know how many photos the realtors knows. The realtor knows how many photos they can post on the MLS, but that doesn't mm -hmm. correlate to how many photos they need to market the property. Welcome to the Spiro Podcast, managing your real estate photography and videography business. With your hosts, Todd Kivimaki and Craig Magwell. Hey, welcome to the Spiro Podcast, managing your real estate photography and videography business. Spiro is a software platform designed to help you manage, grow, and scale your real estate photography business. I'm Craig Magram. I'm the business development and client care specialist for Spiro and host of the Spiro Podcast, along with my co-host and uh, partner in crime and Spiro founder and owner, Todd Kivimaki. Hey, how's it going, Todd? Hey, Craig. Yes, another great week here doing well. Uh, it's a quick year so far, and uh, we have pivoted a little bit into uh, starting to be building phase uh, and repairing phase at WOW. Um, and uh, so maybe many of you out there are experiencing that. A uh, number of jobs coming down a little bit. Um, I know our peak season jobs where we're shooting 80 a day, we're, we're in the 50s. So uh, that's a significant amount less jobs. So use that time wisely. Uh, we use that time to build, to think about processes, about where we have gaps and uh, are uh, heading into that season. Uh, but if you're just joining us uh, for the first time, thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you're coming back, thanks again for another great week. Uh, we want this to be your podcast. Uh, if you have a question, let us know. And uh, we would love to either answer that question or find an expert with that question uh, that's going to help you build and grow your real estate media business. Right. Yeah. Talking about the this time of year, I just the fall is my favorite season. And it is a time to slow down a little bit and kind of take stock of things. And and like you said, rebuild, repair, uh, look at processes. So, yeah, good, good advice there. And uh, time to listen to more podcasts as well. <laughs> Yeah, always, always a great time to, you know, uh, I, I think I can't think of who said it, but the author said you can't give what you don't have. So mm. uh, use this time to put into you. Uh, if you're a single sole proprietor out there, uh, use it to put into some knowledge to grow your business. If you're leading a team uh, of one or 20 or 50, use this time wisely to uh, figure out ways to grow your business and uh, to offer more value to your clients. And, and I would say on a personal note, take time for yourself. Yeah. You know, do some things that you, dur during the busy season, let's, I mean, let's face it, we have no time to breathe. <laughs> you know, it's, you, you don't have time for hobbies. You don't have time much, you know, for vacation. We, we've talked about that in, in past podcasts, you know, in, in your early years of, of uh, starting and running WOW, Todd, where you just knew summers, you just don't have time off. Um, but when we do have that time, take time to just rest and uh, yes, like you said, you know, educate yourself and learn, learn new things, but just enjoy some hobbies and refresh yourself mentally, emotionally, and, and spiritually as well. So anyway, that aside, that's not the topic for the podcast, but so, I think something that's both, both, uh, you know, dear to our hearts is, is just taking care of yourself as well. Um, uh, but talking about, um, talking about looking at your business and, and considering things, 
I've noticed, um, especially lately, but this is always a question people are, are always struggling with is one of the most common questions I, I've seen asked in a lot of the Facebook real estate photography groups is, uh, centering on uh, pricing and packaging of the services that we provide to our realtor clients. Absolutely. Uh, and related to that also is how we package our services. Right. The, the two most popular ways I, I've seen people talk about, and, and we use one of those, is uh, selling photos based on a particular number of photos that you deliver to your client, like you know, 25 photo package or 40 photo package. Um, and then the other popular ways is to sell based on square footage. And basically, you're just you're going to provide enough photos to cover, you know, adequately cover the, the square footage range that, that you're in. Um, <clears throat> one of our beta testers... Um, She's in a very unique market, and she's been wrestling with the question of how to package uh, her photos specifically. Um, her, like I said, her her market's a unique one, um, with some competitors using the the model of a specific number of photos that they deliver um, to make a package. And then there's another large competitor that they told me about um, where they they actually use both methods. They have both uh, square footage tiers but then a specific number of photos within each of those tiers. So she she was taught in her training to do these particular number of photos that you deliver, but she's also considering the merits of the square foot, you know, square footage uh, basis of, of how you package and price. So uh, she's like, help. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is, there's so much that you can do. That's the beautiful thing of owning your own business is you can price your services, however you'd like to. The first thing I would offer as a suggestion is to just keep it simple. One thing to remember is that you might know what the number of photos does and what HDR is or what Flambian or what flash means and what cinematic and what drone versus uh, your gold, silver, bronze. So you know what all these things are, but your realtors don't. Quick example, I uh, was sitting with our top client, uh, and this was last year when I sat with them, and um, I was bringing up packages or I was bringing up services that we offer at WOW that are almost like I consider like staples of what we do, especially with our social media products. And she had no clue. And I just go, oh my goodness. And I can't tell you how many times our sales team comes to us and they're like, I sat with, you know, a VIP and they didn't even know about the social six. And, <laughs> and it's just like, okay, that's a good reminder to me that we need to just keep it simple. One thing that you have to do is you have to put your, you, yourself in your clients, the realtor shoes. They are busy. Realtors mm. are busy. They have a million things coming at them. I describe them as problem solvers. Okay. So they have a million things coming at them. Can't get the household. Don't have any listings. The foundation's cracked. The roof needs repaired, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they have to try to solve all those. So when it comes time to marketing their listing, you really have to put your realtor cap on and say, what would be easy for my realtors? What do they need? What's important to them? Uh, what will they buy? Where do they see value? And one thing is, is you can't answer all those questions because you're not your client. I tried to do that way too many years. I would sit and I would think and, I'd, and I would think with, uh, you know, Ryan or Derek here and we would come up with what we thought was a great idea. <laughs> 
and it made sense to us, but it didn't make sense to our clients. So that would be my first thing. Uh, Craig, you at sea, uh, you know, I, do you have any examples? I know you had very good connections with your clients, but, um, you know, how, how did you interact with them to understand what they needed? I did a lot of coffee meetings. Um, I, I live in a city that's uh, south of the main market that I served and north of me about 15 minutes was a, a suburb called Perrysburg. And there was a particular coffee shop that was real central to, to two of the interstates that, that uh, intersect 75 and 475. So this, this one particular coffee shop was just a really convenient way to connect with people face to face that I was mm -hmm. either trying to earn their business or, or just kind of keep in touch with them and touch base and see how else I could serve them. So, for me, I just, I enjoy one-on-one -on -one conversations and relationships. And so a coffee meeting for me was, was really the most effective way to engage my clients and, and ask those sorts of questions of, you know, what, what do you need? What would make your life easier? Um, and, and talk about the additional services that I could provide them and, and help them with their marketing. Um, so for me, yeah, it was that one-on-one -on -one meeting I, I treat to coffee or, or lunch or whatever it was um, and just have those personal relationships. I know, I know there's lots of other great ways of, you know, in, the Instagram method we we've all heard about um, brokerage meetings. Um, and, and I did quite a few brokerage meetings as well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So yeah, for, for, for me that, that one-on-one -on -one meeting was actually my most effective. Yeah. I, I think that's a great example, Craig, of that you took the data straight from your clients and mm -hmm. not from your competitors. Uh, so the thing about business is you're always going to have competition. There's always going to be competition. Right. And while you might immediately think out there that uh, if I just didn't have competition, I'd have the business. Well, that is really <laughs> that, that's really kind of a misnomer because your your main competition is yourself. At least it is for me. And mm -hmm. competition is a good thing. It, it, it moves the market along. It it. It just facilitates new ideas and 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 competition and, and and people trying to gain business. That's a, that's a great thing in economics, and mm -hmm. it's a good thing for your business. Uh, so it's not the competition. I would not price based off the competition. I would price and package based on what your client needs. Now, short answer for me, I I feel very strongly on this topic, and I will tell you. Uh, not just what I think, but what I know. So there's a big difference. There's what I think and what I know. And this is our largest client, the owner of the company. He always he always says that I've learned that from him. He's like, tell me what you think, Todd. <laughs> or is that what you think or is that what you know? Because there's a big mm -hmm. difference. So this data is backed up on what I know from the feedback of our clients. I know our clients are busy. Realtors are busy in general. Anywhere you go, they're busy. Mm -hmm. And they get a listing and they classify that listing a couple different ways. Okay, so this is either my average listing, this is a luxury listing, or this is my below average listing. And I talked mm -hmm. briefly on this, I think a few podcasts ago, but it's, I'm going to summarize it because I think it's very important and relevant to this topic. Right. But realtors get the listing and they come in and they say, uh, for example, let's say this is my I've got a luxury listing. So as an agent, I got a listing that was priced higher than what I normally sell. So this is a good thing for me. We should be excited with our clients. Your client's excited. So they, in turn, would want to market that listing at a higher level or better because they'd like to get more of those listings. You know, they pay better. Uh, getting more of those means they have to do less transactions, et cetera, et cetera. So they need to come to your order page and they need to see something that says luxury or uh, premier 
or gold. You can use whatever verbiage you want, but they come in and they don't say, I just got this $7 million listing. I need 325 photos. Right. <laughs> and, and, okay. So I'm being a little, a little goofy with my example, but they just don't. So the number of photos for me and our clients does not work. They know how many photos the realtors knows. The realtor knows how many photos they can post on the MLS, but that doesn't mm -hmm. correlate to how many photos they need to market the property. So I would just really caution you to price your services based on the number of photos because Realtors, they don't know. They don't know technology or cameras like you. I know it makes it simple because you know how much you pay your editors. If you sell 40 mm -hmm. photos, you know what your costs are. I think it's smart that way. But I would strongly recommend that if you're selling by the number of photos, that you begin to sell in packages that are based on the way the realtor thinks. Great advice. Yeah, the, the other thing I always struggled with with that selling on number of photos is Yes, the realtor knows how many photos they can put on the MLS, but who's to say there might be additional photos they want to use for their marketing, whether social media marketing or flyers or, mm -hmm. and use different images that aren't, you know, they don't want to give away everything on the MLS. Um, so yeah, it, that just popped into my head when, yeah, when great, we were talking great, about great that. Great point, Craig, as well. Also, it's more difficult to shoot. I don't mm -hmm. know. I, 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 I haven't shot houses for a few years now, but I've shot probably 20,000 of them. And I, I, I find it hard to count the number of images when I'm yeah. going through. You got to yeah. thumb through it. You got to hit play. You got to go backwards. You got to you got to divide the total number of images by the number of brackets. And mm -hmm. I'm just like, you know, I it's too I much work. 40. Yeah, it's it's too much work when you should just be <laughs> focused on the features of the house. You got cats and dogs at your feet and kids running around. So <laughs> every time I hear about animals, I just think about the fact that the only animal that ever attacked me on a shoot, Todd, was a cat. <laughs> so craig Just, are you a cat person you know unfortunately we have two cats and okay. a dog <laughs> so that's a whole different topic for another day todd so anyway. i had to <laughs> what's funny is that the the house that i was shooting that had the cat that attacked me was somebody i go to church with they felt terrible <laughs> like yeah you should have had the cat locked up anyway um <laughs> real life that's real great. life horror stories from real estate photography yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> so one one of the other questions uh, that I saw, you know, we, we've talked about how do you determine package pricing, and, and um, there's there's that, and then they also asked, well, and, and then how do I figure out discounts? And I I thought it was kind of an open ended questions. Well, what about discounts? What, what's the purpose of the discount? So can we can we talk a little bit about about that? Yeah, those are some some great questions, and so discounting is tricky because when you begin to discount, you almost go down a slippery slope of just always needing to discount. Yeah, Your realtor should not use you based on, well, okay, I take that back. So you need to decide what your company's, what your, if you're either, um, what your mission is. So meaning, are you going to build a company that's based on being the cheapest on being the best. So those are opposites. Are you going to be right. the most efficient? Uh, so that is really one thing that's important. Now, if you're building your company priced on being the cheapest, I would still caution you to maybe to think of the rethink discounting. It doesn't mean that you can't have a better value or lower price. 
it means your quality and your turnaround might not be what the other companies are that are focused on efficiency or focused on quality. But you really need to decide in your company what what you are, uh, you know, kind of thing. What do you want to be when you grow up? Who are you? Um, <laughs> and I think that's important. Uh, I would say that it's not a great business model to build based on a race to the bottom of pricing. Mm -hmm. It might get you new business to begin with, but typically those realtors who always want it the cheapest are the individuals that are going to complain the most, that mm -hmm. they're going to need special favors, that they're going to just be a hindrance to you. And uh, there's a great book called Pumpkin Plan, The Pumpkin Plan. It's by Mike Michalowicz. Uh, hmm. I would suggest you guys read it and or at least take a summary of it. And it talks about how do you grow the world's largest pumpkin? Now, this is a business book, but he took inspiration by the actual individuals out there that every year try to grow the largest pumpkin in the world. And hmm. one of the things is, is to grow the largest pumpkin, you have to cut all the other pumpkins off the vine that are never going to be the largest. And mm -hmm. he, he has some great examples and some great analogies. But if you have a client that always wants the cheapest and is always uh, emailing you about more photos or a discount or uh, uh, complaining about something, you are using your time to facilitate that client when you could be finding other clients out there that value your quality, your value, your service, your efficiency. Uh, so mm -hmm. I would... I would tend to stay away from discounts. It's it's the easy thing to do when you're face to face with a realtor mm -hmm. and they ask. One thing to remember is you are selling a salesperson. Realtors are salespeople. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So right. you have to you have to try to be two steps ahead. They're always going to ask for a discount. Any salesperson should. They're used to negotiating. They negotiate people's largest investment, their homes. Mm -hmm. So expect them to ask. But just you know, sell the value. Show why you are worth what you charge, exactly. and and be proud of it, and don't waver on it. I, I think um, they can sense that a salesperson, anyone can sense that. Say it, and I learned this from my older brother. He's like, say it and just shut up, mm -hmm. because you'll talk yourself into the fact that you're not worth what you're charging if you keep talking. Right. I remember an early conversation you and I had at that same coffee shop that I mentioned in Perrysburg, where we were talking about this exact topic. And you, you talked about the fact that um, a lot of realtors will, they, they will look for the cheapest price for a photographer because they see photography as a commodity. It's just, mm -hmm. it's just a commodity. They're going to get it as cheap as they can because they're not thinking bigger picture of marketing as a whole and their brand. And that's where mm -hmm. you can, you can hold fast on your pricing and justify your pricing because you're their marketing consultant. You're not just a photographer. You're not just a commodity. You're bringing value to them to help build their brand. And th that's the one thing I always talked with my clients about was, Hey, when I'm on a, when I'm on a, an appointment for you and I'm at that homeowner's, um, uh, address shooting their photos. I'm representing you. I'm part of your marketing team. I'm not C Imaging Solutions. They have no idea who C Imaging Solutions is. They just know that their realtor has me as the, their professional coming in to help sell their home. And while I'm there, I represent you. I'm going to sell you to the realtor. I'm going to tell them, hey, you made a great choice picking your realtor, you know, because they are looking out for your marketing to to get top dollar. And I sold the market the I sold the realtor while I was doing the photos. And that that's an intangible that 
a lot of photographers don't think that way. They don't think as a salesperson. So that can help you justify the pricing that you have. It isn't bottom, you know, basement, basement pricing. Um, and you can, you can talk to your, your prospect that you're trying to get on board about. This is why I'm different than other photographers that can also shoot real estate. I'm going to build your brand and I'm going to sell you and I'm going to help you build your business, your business. Yes, that's, that's so true. I, I always tell agents that I should not cost you any money. You mm -hmm. will make money off of me because you will set yourself apart by the services that we offer. And, uh, and, and they see it as a marketing tool and a way to grow their business. So if you can flip that switch, it's not always easy to do. But if they don't see you as an expense and they see you as a way that they grow their business, and you can strengthen that relationship. Again, let's go back to the, the podcast we did about selling. It's all about building that relationship. Mm -hmm. uh, they'll be loyal. They won't ask you to, for a discount. They'll um, understand how you work. They'll know expectations. And they'll be a fabulous, just raving fan client. Right, right. You know, somebody somebody asked, what do you do when you have a realtor that, that complains you're too expensive? And again, I think I would just go back to the value that you're bringing them. Agree. Those are those are clients that, um, again, I, I think it's it's a pumpkin that's never going to be the largest pumpkin. And I think as tough as it sounds, you got to cut it off the vine and you go find another pumpkin that's going to grow larger. And yeah. uh, you know, it, it's yeah. it's just the world. It's just it's just business. And every every business and every type of industry, someone's always going to complain about the price. Right. Right. Uh, I, one person posted the fact that they ran a, a special promotion one month about it, they they discounted every invoice twenty five dollars, and then the month after that, when they dropped that promo and went back to their regular pricing, one of the realtors that they shot for that got that discount suddenly complained that it was twenty five dollars more expensive, and was threatening to leave. and And uh, well, I watched a lot of the responses that are like, "That's not the type of client you want." And sometimes you have to fire your clients. Yeah. Yeah. You're hundred percent correct, Craig. I, the first thing I would ask is communication and expectations. Did that client truly know that it was a monthly or a one-time discount? And if they did and they still complain to get the discount again, then I think you should move on. Or mm -hmm. You should just be, you should be firm in your explanation that, Hey, this was a promo rate. It, you got it last month and we applied it. And then, uh, it wasn't applied to this order and, um, and then just not say anything else. And if they're unhappy, uh, one thing I've learned, and I'm a high C personality, which means I want everybody to be okay. So I do want people to be happy, which is tough yeah. in selling. Craig, I think you're the same. Yeah, um, I am. So it's tough when people aren't happy. I want to make them happy. And I go, oh, it's just $25. And right. okay, so let me discount it for them. No, don't discount. No, you should not feel <laughs> bad. You have offered a good service. You've given good value. You've given them a great product. You should be happy about giving that value to them and not worried about discounting it. So just stand firm. Uh, you might need someone that you call and you say, oh, so-and-so, you know, you, you need someone to vent to, but don't take mm -hmm. action on you feeling bad about that they had to pay $25 when they already got a promotion once. So Right, right. So one, one other example I, I ran across and, and while we're talking about discounts, because I think there are times where discounts are, are handy because they're actually going to help Agreed. you increase your average sales price. And here's a case in point. Somebody shared uh, on one of these Facebook groups their idea for a price structure. And I smiled a little bit when I read this because it sounded very familiar. Their idea was uh, pricing uh, based on square footage of the exterior and interior photos. All right. And then basing um, 
basing their their price for exterior photos only on the size of the lot. And then if they ordered add-ons with the interior and exterior photos, that they would discount those add-ons somewhere, say, between 10 and 20%. So what what are your thoughts on that? that because that sounds a little familiar. Yeah, so... Okay, so first off, as you were saying that, Craig, I was just going to my mind like, okay, so I have to do the exterior based on the square, the lot, and then I have to do the interior based on the square footage. Does it include the basement? Does it not include the basement? And then what if mm. they have an out? So I would, I was a little confused to begin with. Um, mm-hmm. So I would just say if your clients see it as simple, great. But I do think, uh, so I'll give an example sometimes that we discount at WOW. And uh, so we have a social media management program that we call our Social 360. And it's where we post on behalf of the agents and we post their content and their listings. And any of those clients that have that monthly membership and pay that fee, we give them a discount to uh, what we call our Social 6 which are videos that allow them to advertise better on social media. So we made the connection that it's good for them if they use a social six. It's an add-on for us. Uh, Our add-ons, we have a higher profit margin for our add-ons because you're already at the house and we're already there. This is an editing product. So we had the flexibility and we found it was enticing for them to buy the social six because our social media team was actually going to post it. So that's a time that we found a win-win for a discount where uh, we could uh, give the client a, a better value. They saw it as enticing. We made more money and they got better marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, another time that we discount at WOW is based on our brokerage plans. So when a broker comes to us and they want to create a partnership with us and they uh, are going to one advertise our company, they have some stake in the game where either they're going to front the money or pay for a portion of the package. There's a few different levels that we, a few different metrics that we base our discounts off of, but mainly it's the number of shoots they do per year. If a broker comes in and is going to do 1500 shoots a year with us, we're going to give them a better discount. Uh, mm-hmm. than, than a company or individual agent. And I think, uh, at least my opinion is, is I think they've earned that and and as long as the relationship is uh, fruitful for both of you. So those are a couple times that we yeah. discount. Craig, do you, I think you had, uh, you had a couple of mechanisms that you used at C. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was something similar to what you guys do where I, I did have a brokerage agreement or two and I did give them a discounted price um, based on the number of, of uh, memberships that, that they signed up for, um, which was a, a, a unique model at the time. Um, and I think a lot of companies have moved away from membership models, but um, I would give them a discount uh, on referrals for members um, or if the entire brokerage did a membership deal and, you know, bought memberships for X number of realtors, then I discounted a certain percentage. I was still making money. They were getting a better better price. So, yeah, it, there's different ways to do it where it can still benefit both parties. And Craig, with that membership, just the, so you basically charge them a monthly fee to, for access to special or discounted pricing. Is that what you Correct. did? Correct. Correct. Okay. And it still was a discount even with that membership fee uh, compared to, say, my my regular non-discounted pricing. Um, you know, retrospect, I probably would have changed that eventually and just made it a simpler model um, so that people didn't have to worry about memberships. But but they were open to it and they saw the value that, that I was providing them, you know, especially when I'm selling their realtors. 
and trying to sell their business. So, yeah, I still it, oh, I, honestly, Craig, I still like that model. You know, think of it as like we have Sam's clubs around here. I know there's Costco's and other warehousing Right. stores that you can shop at but uh, mm-hmm. there's certain things because i pay for a sam's club membership like i order only from them mm-hmm. because i know that i'm gonna get my paper towels or whatever it may be at a cheaper rate and i know the quality so i still do love that because it keeps yeah. people uh you know kind of tied into you because they're like well i bought the membership um, yeah. so i don't think that's a bad one at all i know you had yeah. quite a few members mm-hmm yeah, and and that that helped my bottom line at the end of each year because I knew I could count on you know X number of dollars for, from just memberships. Um, so yeah, it, it it worked. It worked. All right. Well, uh, one last question. I thought this was a unique one. Kind of kind of it's related, but but unrelated. Uh, so somebody asked a question. They said, "Hey, what are your thoughts on this? Um, offering my realtors a mini package?" And immediately, I thought of you know like those. Uh, for portrait photographers, you know, many sessions where you get just a small number of photos and it's a lot more affordable. Um, so this this uh, real estate photographer had the same idea. What about like a, a mini package where they just deliver 12 photos? Maybe it's maybe it's for, you know, marketing on social media or whatever. And uh, doing a mini package of, say, 12 photos for 99 bucks. You know, is it worth the real t- or the uh, the photographer's time to go out and do something like that? Oh, uh, that's so, so some variables. Let's let's go back to metrics, because I think every decision you make in your business should be tied to metrics. So do you want to offer the many packages because you cannot sell your full packages? You know, are you still mm. building your business and you need a mechanism to entice new clients to order from you? Uh, if you're trying to do that, then I would say there's some value in offering a mini package. Can you use a mini package to get a new realtor? to buy a full size or a luxury package from you. Are you booked already? If you are, then I would not even consider a mini package. Mm-hmm. If you maybe have a VIP who needs it every once in a while, again, a mechanism to please a VIP. If a VIP is doing 100 shoots with you a year and they say, oh, I've got you know five times a year, I really need something less. I would probably do it to make the VIP happy. I, I don't know that I'd create a package. I'd probably just give them a discount code and I'd shoot my regular package for them at the price that they wanted just to make them happy. Let's keep 100 shoots if we have to discount five. Uh, mm-hmm. As long as there's not a common uh, theme to that coming back to you and five grows to 10 shoots and grows to 20 discount shoots. Uh, one other metric that I would look at is, uh, is, is that going to allow you to target a different market? I think this question, Craig, was based towards builders. If you're not shooting for a lot of builders right now and you know builders need this mini shoot, say they want the mini shoot when the house is just framed. So I could Mm. understand there's no drywall, there's no appliances, there's no uh, flooring. I could understand a builder saying, hey, I don't want to buy a full package just for you to go in and shoot framed houses. Uh, So that's a mechanism that gets you into a new market. Um, you know, there's probably some value there as long as you're not already booked up because you if you trade a mini shoot at, two, at $99 for a full shoot at $599, you're, right. you're losing a good amount of money there. Exactly. Yeah, and you touched on builders. Um, should you price your, your photos differently for builders? Because they, they're going to want to use those photos long-term to market their company. So should we be charging them differently or what, what are your thoughts on that? 
Great question. Uh, so if they're going to use it again, we'll go back a few podcasts ago about licensing your photos. So just right. understand. Adam, Ta- Adam Taylor did a, yeah, a great Adam, a information great on so that. If, if you haven't listened to, to what Adam had to say, please go back and listen to that. I was just blown away. I was like, whoa, this exists. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it all goes back to licensing. If, if, your licensing agreement allows them only to use it to market that property. And if the timeline ends there, then, and if they want to use them indefinitely, and if they want to print them and put them on a billboard, uh, you should be compensated for that. So those are all things just to discuss with your builder and how they want to use them and uh, to make sure that they understand that. Yeah. Hey, we want to invite you to share your thoughts on on this whole topic of how you package your services, how you price things. You know, if if you're watching this on the YouTube channel, leave leave a comment here on on the channel on this episode. Uh, if you're listening, you can you can go to our our YouTube channel, leave a comment there. Um, but we want to get a a discussion going. How how do you price? your your services uh, in your market? How do you package your services? So leave us a comment. What have you found to work? What have you found doesn't work in your particular market? And that's another issue we really didn't touch on. Every market's a little bit different, Todd. Right. 100% correct. All right. And the other thing you can you can share with us is how do you handle your price objections? Let's hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. All great thoughts. If, uh, you know, if you're on YouTube, leave it below, below. you can uh, email us if you'd like to hello at Spiro.media. Uh, we'd love to get a discussion going and, uh, also help you if you have a question or two. Well, ultimately it's your business. So how you structure things, how you price things, it, that, that's a personal decision for your business, but hopefully some of this information has been helpful in helping guide you and, and give you some direction on that that important question. Todd, any final thoughts that you might have? No, I think you said it well, Craig. And I think we, we covered a lot of the points. Ultimately, there, there's not an easy answer. And uh, some of it is specific. Uh, just build those relationships with your clients and ask them. They will tell you. Trust me. Ask them how they want to buy. They will tell you. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's going to do it for another week. Hopefully this has been a benefit to you. Um, and feel free to share this podcast with others. We, we would love to see this information help other uh, real estate photographers just starting their businesses and, and wrestling with this question. So be, uh, be sure to, to share, like, subscribe, you know, the whole, the whole drill. We try not to make that a big, big deal. Um, you can also email us. I see the smirk, Todd. <laughs> it's neat. Everybody says it, but it's true. I know. Like it, just hit, hit subscribe it's great for us and uh, we would appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I love I love those YouTubers that, that they get all into it. And well, we're just going to be us. We appreciate <laughs> the like and uh, subscribing just gives it makes it easier for you to, to see and hear the new content. But anyway, um, if you have questions about uh, Spiro software, you can stop by our website and that's just Spiro.media. And uh, don't forget, you can catch uh, this podcast both on YouTube. If you're listening right now to the audio podcast, you can watch the video version on our YouTube channel. Uh, just search for Spiro, uh, S-P-I-R-O. And if you're watching the video and you don't always have time to watch the video, you want the audio podcast, check us out at spiromedia.podbean.com, or you can catch us on any of the the major uh, podcast release channels, Apple, Amazon, Spotify, all of that. So we just want to thank you for taking some time out to listen, to watch. And uh, again, hopefully it's been of value to you during your, your busy day, although things are slowing down a little bit. So you do have time to watch and listen. So until next week, enjoy the blessings that you've been blessed with and take a breath. Have a great week.
Thank you for joining us for the Spiro Podcast, Managing Your Real Estate Photography and Videography Business. This is a production of Spiro and WOW Video Tours. You can find out more about Spiro's real estate media business management software at our website, spiro.media.